Hello, and welcome to this FRDH, First Rough Draft of History podcast. I'm Michael Goldfarb. It feels like the Anglo-American world is dividing. Certainly America is completely riven between Trump supporters and the rest. The Democratic Party is split. If Super Tuesday's votes are anything to go by, Britain is just split off after four decades from the EU with no idea where it's going. And as I write, Boris Johnson's conservative government is not involving any elected Labour Party official, including London's mayor, Sadiq Khan, in planning for the burgeoning coronavirus epidemic. Division has been in my head, and so has a Bible story. So, it's time for another Bible study for atheists. The story of King Solomon and the baby claimed by two mothers may not at first seem like a metaphor about our contemporary political divisions, but I think it is. Like most Bible stories, it is a lot shorter than you remember. Twelve very, very brief verses in the first book of Kings, chapter 3. Let me read them to you. Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, O my lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also, and we were together, and there was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night, because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight, and took my son from beside me, while thine handmaid slept, and laid it in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Then said the king, the one saith, This is my son that liveth, and thy son is the dead, and the other saith, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then spake the woman, whose the living child was, unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O my lord, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged. And they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Wisdom is in short supply at the moment, and so the divisions in American and British society have reached breaking point. I wonder how someone as wise as Solomon would deal with our current situation in America. Recently, I've been giving a lecture performance called Divorce, spelled out D-I-V-O-R-C-E, as in the Tammy Wynette song. I'm available for bookings, by the way, for an extremely reasonable fee. The theme of the talk is that America is hopelessly divided. It's worse than at any time since the Civil War. But the Civil War was about a very real issue, slavery. 
and I don't go for revisionist guff from Confederate nostalgists that it was really about states' rights and overweening federal government or black nationalists who say Lincoln's interest really was defending the Union, not ending human bondage in the U.S. It was about slavery. That's what the war was about, as great a moral issue as you can imagine. Even the divisions of the 1960s, when I passed from adolescence into adulthood, were about real substantive issues, making good after a century on the promise of emancipation and the guarantees of full citizenship made to former slaves in the first civil rights era, just after that war, and, of course, the Vietnam War. Today's divisions are created in the mind via commercial propaganda peddled in broadcast media and discussed in anonymity online. But the mental divisions created by propaganda have real-world effect. In the talk I point out, no one wants another civil war. Actually, there are some people with guns who wouldn't mind it, but probably fewer than you might think. So perhaps divorce is the best option. Why not bow to the inevitable? No nation is forever. America is not a gift from God, as political Christians like to think. The Constitution is a man-made document whose design flaws are traceable to the compromises necessary to reconcile 13 new political states into one single union. That it has lasted nearly a quarter of a millennium is remarkable. No nation is forever. The Roman Empire split, and before that the Kingdom of Israel, over which Solomon ruled, also split after his death. Much of the Hebrew Bible, the Tanakh as we Jews call it, was codified in the decades when our ancestors were living in exile in Babylon, following the destruction of Solomon's temple and his capital, Jerusalem. The Book of Kings is based in oral traditions maintained by the Israelites, and also in folk tales and wisdom teachings. One more or less factual element is that after Solomon's death, his kingdom divided in two. The kingdom of Israel, centered in the agriculturally rich parts of Galilee and Valley of Jezreel, most of today's West Bank, ten of the original tribes of Israel were settled there. Two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, maintained the kingdom of Judah in Jerusalem and its hilly environs. The reason for the split has a contemporary resonance for Anglo-America taxes. Solomon was constantly at war with neighboring nations and taxed his people heavily to pay for his military. After Solomon's death, his son, Rehoboam, inherited the throne. Representatives of the tribes went to Rehoboam and asked him to cut taxes. The new king scorned them and said, "'You think my father taxed you heavily? I'm going to tax you even more.' Only he says it more colorfully than that. He tells them in 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 14, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. But to go back to dividing the baby. In my talk, I speculate on how, should Americans decide to avoid civil war and go to divorce court instead, they can divide community property. Some things are easy. The name won't be a problem. You could have the USA and the CSA, the C standing for Confederate or Christian, their choice. Both could use the Constitution as a blueprint. I don't think there's a way of invoking copyright protections, and it will be easier to bring the Constitution up to date in these two smaller entities, because amending it 
say to get rid of the Electoral College, or to proclaim that life begins at conception, will be simpler. Heck, the Supreme Court could be divided in favor of the CSA. It could have the five conservative justices on the court right now. I wouldn't complain. The big problem would be dividing the land itself, amicably. Not so easy today. At the time of the Civil War, the Confederacy was a geographically contiguous entity. Today, you can find large pockets of the Confederate mindset. And remember, the division in America is a mental state, not over a great issue, all over the U.S. Population exchange is always a fraught exercise, as the British partition of India and UN partition of Palestine demonstrated. And this brings me back to the wisdom of Solomon. In an America with entrenched division and with the minority sizable enough and inflexible enough to grind the national government to a halt, what hope is there for a resolution to the situation? What if Solomon was set to judge in all his God-infused wisdom to whom the country belongs? And he called for a sword and said, Divide the country in half. Which group would say, From the depths of their bowels, No. Don't divide America in half. Let the other have it. And which would say, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Those who revere Lincoln and the Union, or those who honor the Confederacy? And will the latter group, who believe America to be a Christian country, remember a different Bible verse, one from the New Testament? Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. And Jesus knew their thoughts, and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And will they continue to push the United States towards desolation? And that's all for this FRDH podcast. If you've been enjoying these podcasts, please tell others to listen to them and go to the website, www.goldfarbpod.com, and make a donation. Thanks.